Welcome to American Gray Matter, the latest and greatest technology in podcasting. You are witnessing cutting edge opinions. We will bring you what's important and we will tell you what to think because we're pretty smart like that and we know we know things. What's up, guys? Hey, guys, this is a first video for American Gray Matter podcast. I'm Nathan and this is Dimitri. You've never seen us. The, you've yes. never seen us. This is us. Hey. What's up, guys? And we have our first video interview today with a brilliant Joseph Bradshaw. American Grey Matter is bringing you comics. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not comics. What are they called? Graphic novels. Well, he might be a comic too. I think it's the same thing. Can you tell it's jokes? Just... No, no. They... Hey, Joe, Joe, oh, here's yeah. a joke. Sorry. Here's a joke. Tell us a joke. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me on. But yeah, comic book, graphic novel, almost one and the same. Graphic novels just a little thicker sometimes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I thought it's a more like respectable way to call comics. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So American Grey Matter podcast, uh, trying to bring you the latest, the bravest. How do you call that? You do a really good thing with the uh, introduction. <laughs> it's a, it's You're a, on a blank what you're referring to. The newest, the coolest. Yeah, oh, they, the latest and greatest technology in podcasting. Yes. Yeah. So here we are, and we're really excited. So this uh, broadcast, uh, we've been talking about, we're going to be talking about Joe and his project. Taking a small dream, making it big. Right. Sort yeah, of like yeah. the evolution of like how, you know, maybe you thought you were going to do something, one thing, and then. Something else happens. I'm really thinking to ask you a bunch of questions about millennials. What do you think? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's probably going to end up with socialism. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. Probably. <laughs> okay, guys. All right, stay tuned for We're an awesome now. episode. Okay, go to American Grey Matter. Bye. <laughs> we, 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 we always choose who starts. Who, yeah. who started last time? You can start this time. Okay. All right. Hey, Nathan, how's it going? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> this is American Grey Matter, and we are making America think again for now. So there's this awkward moment where there's just like another random extra person sitting with oh, us. Oh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh, that's the one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. moving on. Let's uh -huh. talk about other <laughs> Yeah. He's our guest. We're going to let you know. Appreciate Very it. exciting episode. We're going to have our first actual official sponsor. Yes. Cool. That's true. <laughs> I'm proud. First, first, first are my favorite. <laughs> now, we want you to know that we chose to do this podcast, had nothing to do with the actual sponsorship. So, correct. This is okay. something that we wanted to do. I'm glad. Thanks for that. <laughs> this guy did this. Awesome. Yeah. So, my name is Joseph Bradshaw, and I am the <laughs> author or adapter and creator of this of the uh, comic kingdom of freedom uh it's an adaptation of um an old allegory called pilgrim's progress if anybody's ever heard of that it's a very well known like ancillary religious text um for like protestants um but yeah if you don't know about it highly recommend it i could go into a whole spiel but i'll try to break it down in pieces so i don't overwhelm people <laughs> Sure. Well, we're gonna give you plenty of time to go into it. Awesome. So. Yeah, appreciate yeah, we're that. Just gonna decide that. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So, how was your week, Nathan? Um, pretty good. How was your diet this week? I still going at two a day. Two. Uh, it's uh, one. I tried a couple days where I just did one. Uh, we are working on the one meal a day diet. Yeah. Oh, and, geez. Yeah. All and right. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. that's> <laughs> So uh, I think two a day really works for me. It's uh, I, what I noticed and what I like it, and I might continue to go with it, is I have more time. I just realized how much more time uh, it takes preparation of food, uh, eating the food, you know, cleaning after yourself, etc. So if you cut out one meal a day or two meals a day, like before I was doing four or five, and if I was in the prep mode, six meals a day, it is really giving me more freedom uh, to work on things like finding Joseph yeah. to come to our podcast and <laughs> talk about his new adventure and uh, help us to uh, go um, take American Grey Matter to YouTube and uh, 
not just audio, but also video uh, media. Yeah, this is a very first. This is. <laughs> Welcome. That's yeah. really funny that you American say American Grey Matter with an A. With an with The an American a? way. Oh, so matter with an A? No. <laughs> well, that's or, or gray, or gray no, with no, an no, A. No, no, American with an A. Okay. You're not going to say America? America. <laughs> Just, uh, all the vowels are A's in every word we say. Correct. Okay. But gray, there's two ways to spell it. G-R-E-Y and G-R-A-Y. And the significance um, of that? Well, the American correct... Uh, spelling is G-R-A-Y, and we decide to go with American Grey Matter oh, with the correct okay. kind of spelling. Correct. Well, <laughs> the problem is we have to explain it to everybody because yeah. no one knows how to spell it right. Yes. It's <laughs> almost a burn to whoever wrote the last dictionary or something. So <laughs> I, I will try like. to, while you guys talking, I will try to yeah. set up the uh, Facebook Live. Okay, no worries. At the same time. It's really interesting, though, what um, he says about the meal prep time because for exactly the same reason, um, like... Uh, cutting out time is why I only ever eat out <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like it's the same we're like got the same thought process <laughs> if you do one meal a day what uh -huh. I found out when I was doing it because mm -hmm. I don't always do it is if you pick eating out mm -hmm. a really nice restaurant once a day you still save money really like spend like you know for me nice is like yeah 12 bucks max okay yeah that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> point yeah uh-huh and that's all you spend um I've been doing two meal two meals a day for the most part Okay. Or ketogenic. I've been kind of doing both. Yeah, I should really, I should really start to think about that. I haven't hit that realization yet. No. You're, you're good size though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to the according to the numbers, I'm overweight. But you have you that. Know. You have that like, uh, what do they call that? The the dad. Dad bod. Dad bod. Yeah, Leo, Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> and it's a certain kind of sexy to that, it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. But yeah, I, I'm totally unaware of like nutrition stuff. So Joe, um, Joe is actually works at Idaho Woodsheds. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. where we are. This is the first time you actually get to see. See the woodsheds. Yep. <laughs> the, wood the place sheds. of construction, the, the <laughs> place of assembly. So this is Joe from Idaho Woodsheds and we're currently doing a podcast called American Gray Matter. Mm -hmm. And right now we are Facebook Live. Facebook Live. That's really. We are cool. recording it here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're recording audio here, and we're recording it right here, guys. You need to get closer into the, for this. Into thing. the future. Into the camera. Yeah. Into the so, future. Yeah. Never mind you people. We're looking. Over <laughs> yes, here we're now. actually looking. Uh, <laughs> so, so Joseph, if, uh, if you could um, <laughs> explain how you were first inspired to do comics, and if you could um, show your comic oh, for yeah, like so, your audience. Right. So. My first comic here, Kingdom of Freedom, is uh, an adaptation of an old book called Pilgrim's Progress. But, you know, for me, I wasn't into uh, comic books until after high school. Like, I was definitely uh, on my way to, like, being an adult before I ever picked up my first graphic novel or comic book like that. And I don't know, uh, it was just the slew of movies coming out, and the more that I researched them, like... Um, a lot like that movie 300 and uh, <laughs> I, I know it's it's hilarious but I love I is it six, love the is it six pack or slow mo wait and, uh, it's the it's the aesthetic, it's the aesthetic. For sure. <laughs> no but it's the the uh, I really appreciated the um, what they call uh, framing mm. of the blacks and the whites in it and I don't know it's just like the idea that he took um, that he took almost exactly uh, the pages from the comic books mm. because uh, in essence and I've heard like Stan Lee describe it this way is that like comic book artists are in their own right directors of movie because they That's understand great. framing so they... of, a, of a panel or a, and of a shot mm -hmm. and in order to convey the meaning you know that's cool and we so... also talked about uh, uh, treasure treasure planet that right, both of our, uh -huh. one of our favorite uh, cartoons yeah, uh -huh. and the style of how, uh, how the story flows. Now, each, every story to be um, evoking emotions must have a villain and must have mm -hmm. protagonist and must have a story where the protagonist actually goes through struggles and comes out victorious. This is usually the books or novels or movies that make the most um, mm -hmm. bang for their buck. Is this is something also you went that direction or you went more sitcom or rom-com and things like that? 
So like, are those like things that I liked more? No, or? this the, your your this comic. Oh, which, this comic is definitely I don't know. It's very uh, it's very dark, and it's about um, I mean, the story of Pilgrim's Progress is the story of a man's struggle struggle to the end of his life. You know, so so I he mean, never he never comes out victorious. No, he he he. So the idea behind it is that he he becomes victorious by achieving like. By reaching heaven, you know. Okay. His journey is to find paradise in a broken world. Mm -hmm. So that's his constant struggle. And towards, I mean, I only have uh, a plan to do eight issues up to like a confrontation in uh, like a big boss battle. Wait, um, wait. So this is only first installment. This is only the first installment. Uh, yeah, I'm doing. I thought I thought this is the whole. No, thing. no, this is not the whole thing. I'm I'm planning on doing uh, seven more issues. Um, at least until it, that would cover the first third of the actual book. This is great. This yeah. is great. Now, uh, when you when you wrote that, when you say it um, resembles Pilgrim's Progress, do you really like follow the same steps, or you just took the whole idea and then develop your own steps? De uh, took the whole idea and developed. Okay. So, I so mean, this is inspired by. Inspired by. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. I mean, if I were to, I mean, uh, lots. I'm taking out these and thous. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's good. And I'm adding a little more. Uh, um, what's the word when things are um, when mm. things are urgent? So mm -hmm. I'm. At, I mean, like, for, for sometimes it seems, at least in the old book, for arbitrary reasons, he just kind of moves forward. Um, but I, I'm trying to mm. add some little, some little, uh, build a little fire under his ass to give I, him a, a reason to move forward. I actually remember that. That actually one thing that actually bothered me. Because mm -hmm. he would be like going through, and then I guess next day starts, and he's already on, he already on his journey. Mm -hmm. So I never understood really what happened, why mm -hmm. he left or why he went. So right. this is absolutely mm -hmm. right. Now for those of you that want to hear or watch the rest of this interview, you need to go to American Grey Matter on iTunes or SoundCloud, or you just go on YouTube, YouTube, actually, yeah. YouTube yeah. and find American Grey Matter to see the rest of the interview. We really would appreciate it if you could share this video. And by the this time, we have to turn you off. Bye. Goodbye. Howdy. <laughs> I'll miss you. Yeah. That was cool. My favorite greeting to say is howdy, and I say it even on a goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so. more like a Hawaiian aloha? Yeah. Because uh -huh, they say for aloha sure. for hello uh -huh. and aloha for goodbye. I just feel like it's more unique. Like, hello, like, I don't know. I'm learning German, too. Mm -hmm. So... H hello in German is hello, and that's just too close. <laughs> that's just cheating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, shortly before we started broadcasting, I mentioned that a lot of these words they seem like, like a kid's playing with GI Joes. Like right. Oh, so plan, the the onomatopoeia. So the like in in the comic splash or like a comic page, there's just a giant word to denote yeah. a sound. Yeah. It uh -huh. it also or, also denotes action. I noticed. I'm actually not into. Sure. I'm not into comics, really. No, yeah, but it's a definitely it's a it's it's funny because um, you say that because I, I I feel like there's this shift happening mm -hmm. in the comics world where um, I mean if you look at Image Comics, there's like three giant companies: Marvel, DC, and Image, mm -hmm. right? Um, Marvel, DC still just stick to their superhero guns, and of then course. there's like Image who does a whole slew, and then there's a couple other I can't remember their names, a couple other companies that do a whole slew of like horror you know sci-fi all sorts of different stuff and that's what i like uh more mm. and so uh it's funny because when people say comics they think of superheroes but there's a whole slew of stories that are told in the comic book format or the graphic novel format that i'm sure a lot of people would find in immensely interesting you're talking about like, like uh, the bible i know like the bible or like, like <laughs> yeah, I, know, exactly. I know what you did last summer what's that, that i've never heard of that i think it's a supposed to be a chick flick with horror stories oh maybe it was something like, like that uh -huh. well it's know. like the archie comics archie comics <laughs> you know okay. there's still like some of the best-selling comic book series oh, <laughs> of all no, time <laughs> i have no idea at, at I, least is what i the, the reason I, I the reason also i invited you is because you are part of the millennial generation as mm -hmm. we we try to figure out if nathan is or not i am i've looked it up several times so but you no, fall but right but in that are you category. are you on the border or are you like really millennial well they keep trying to change it exactly still... that's what i noticed because <laughs> my wife according to certain definitions of the past my wife is a millennial but yeah, they she's changed it. she's vehemently really vehemently uh, how we can say it refuses that label. yeah uh -huh. basically you have to be born it was first in the 1980s Correct. And, and now i think it's 
they're trying to add a couple years to it, like maybe 84, 85, but I still then, am. Like, sure up the voter That base. would really, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that will kick out my wife out of millennial. I should let her know. She'll be very happy about that. Yeah. But he's like in a uh, original millennial. You're like a okay. millennial 2.0. You're like yeah. really what started the millennials. I don't and know. I'm we... a, I like to think I'm a perennial. Like, <laughs> I come back to every two years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I take a year off once in a while. That's fun. yeah. Where do you go? <laughs> Just underground. I, I play video games. Yeah, that's another thing. What I have noticed that with the uh, millennial culture right now, like you said, mm -hmm. uh, some millennials already uh, pushing thirties. And um, video game culture and a comic culture, with, which was reserved specifically for kids or maybe teenagers mm -hmm. in the previous generations, suddenly it became mainstream. I mean, there is mm -hmm. there is tens of thousands of people get together for Comic Con right. every uh -huh. year uh, around the nation. There's a big one in California, but there's also a smaller one for sure around. Mm -hmm. And the gamer community is humongous. In fact, yeah, um, you industry. you find people. Uh, that are in different walks of life, from lawyers to doctors to pastors to firemen to military, etc., 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 and uh, all of them are knit together with a um, uh, gaming community. It's a gaming right. community. Right. Yeah, it's the escapism of it. Exactly. For, sure. for me, unfortunately, I came from Russia, where games just started coming in, and I was I was hooked to those because you have to go actually from my village, you have to take a bus, two buses to the city. Then you take another trolley to the special district where they would, you have to pay per minute playing the game. Like Pac-Man? Pac-Man and that, different, different games like that. My, my favorite one or was Russia. Tanks. Tanks, you know, there's really, it's the graphics. Yeah. We were poor. I feel really bad for your We were train. poor. And then I left Russia. So, you know, I come to US and everyone plays games. I never developed my opposable thumbs the way to <laughs> really play successfully. Yeah. So I try to play and, and just, you have to develop your psyche. Like I said, your opposable thumbs and connection between your brain and Maybe your you're finger. A PC game now. I tried PC and I failed as well. So I, I played with my, um, uh, I played with people and most of them they don't want to play with me because uh, you know i did the um, the honor game what's this you're what we would call I, at least i don't know um i always get killed when i play the yeah. shooter game so you're what we would call a leroy jenkins <laughs> leroy yeah jenkins uh -huh. just look that look up that video and people who know what i'm talking about will is or, it negative or positive? Or, or uh, neutral? It's hilarious. Is okay, what it is. okay. I'll be checking Leroy Jenkins to figure out what kind of. You might. I, I should take it. You might not think it's funny. You might not get it. But if you have uh, any idea of like what World of Warcraft is, no um, clue. Okay, so, so yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So I'll, I'll 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 watch it with you and explain okay. it, and then you'll laugh. Okay. Uh, Sim City. I'm okay with Sim City. I like building ga games yeah. that build stuff. I'm okay because I don't have to be running around. But I think shooters games usually I get killed first. You know, those are People... definitely reflex based. Mm -hmm, exactly, uh -huh. my reflexes. I'm about two seconds behind. Yeah. Uh huh. But... So, so something I'm super like if you friends with me on Facebook. Yes. Sir. Yeah. One of my huge mottos is if you have a dream, mm -hmm. you any dream that you have, you can think of one little thing to do to to get to it. Okay. Yeah. Like if your dream was to I saw your post bike a hundred miles. You might start biking to the grocery store, mm -hmm. or if you oh, wanted yeah. to fly an airplane, buy a logbook. Taking those steps. My question yeah. was, what was your first steps, and how how in the world did you get from that from like to this to this? Uh, well, first, uh, the first step was taking uh, biting off more than I could chew. That's you know? the right way to do and it. Then, and then, yeah, no, <laughs> like I like when like like when I first started, I started like the, I had the concept in high school. Um, of like making, I wanted to like, I wanted to, I was really into um, videography, into broadcast media, and so I wanted to make it a movie. So I started like storyboarding it out. And, I, and then I started getting into the comics. I thought this might be more fun and I might have more creative control and get it done faster doing a comic. Um, There's a cool story behind that. I'm actually friends uh, with Joe's parents. Okay. And uh -huh. so I remember him, I still remember you talking about that. You yeah. show me different things you will do. You say, Dimitri, let me show you this. Oh, yeah. Remember you're doing 3D things? Right, yeah. yeah I, you was in the, I was into, I did Blender 3D for a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh -huh. then you started doing, and I remember, I remember encouraging you. I don't know if you do. I, I do. Yeah, okay. you, basically, it's because of Dimitri. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's all to him. He's been my mentor. It <laughs> has, has nothing to do with it. Yeah, 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 very funny. Uh -huh. No, but for me, uh, the reason I brought it up, because to see someone mm -hmm. who just went from uh, a concept in his brain 
um, through the years developing his skill and then finally coming up with a real beginning to uh, a graphic novel, it is very rewarding. Like I said, when yeah, I saw uh -huh. that, just it, it was it was something like inside mm -hmm. me said, "Wow, this is so awesome!" And that's yeah. why I want to bring as a guest because I think you're one of those millennials that instead of griping and complaining and and yeah. virtue signaling, uh -huh, you decide sure. to actually go out that and was a do big, something. That was a big thing for me. That was a point where I was like, "Am I gonna be different?" <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so you so you had temptation to be just a regular yeah, of course, millennial. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, Tell me about yeah, that. Uh, okay, so I mean. It was, I've had a long, long journey in that regard. Um, I feel like I want to answer your question again more, uh, uh, more fully too. So um, uh, I'll, try to, I'll try to circle back around yeah. to that. But, you know, um, as far as this book came, it's, um, you know, it's been like a three-year sort of arc because uh, when I first had this idea, I... I wanted out of high school to be this comic book artist and so uh, there's a studio out in portland called periscope studio and i would like religiously i submitted an application because i wanted to intern there mm. and i didn't uh, i didn't see uh, myself being happy outside of being exactly where i wanted to be you know uh with my career and what i envisioned uh, it was my expectations and that's what i had to learn was the the big uh the big fall for me was you know Having, let me interrupt having, you for a sorry. second. So, like, you felt like you deserved to go there, correct? Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> did. Yeah, and 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 in hindsight, I'm like, what an asshole I was, you know? What kind of dick <laughs> says they deserve this? You know, there's a thousand people from all over the world submitting this place, and and, a, and then I got a, a rejection letter, and they were like, please stop. <laughs> they did that. Yeah, they were it? like, they're like. We've heard you, we've seen your submission like six times now. Yeah, keep working, but you're not quite good enough. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, this uh -huh. is mm -hmm. a blow. That's an unusual rejection. This is no, a, no, they I'm, went, I'm paraphrasing. People, I'm paraphrasing. No, but still, they went, I'm, really, I'm really grateful they did that to yeah, me. Yeah, they went out of their way to reject you. Most of the uh -huh. times it's common in America is that basically it's like uh, ignore or reject. Basically. Right, uh huh. Like and, well, there was people that were telling me, you know, like at, at every in every other like area, it's like if you're getting a job at a grocery store, it's like pressure them, you know, <laughs> you know, like get that job, you know, tell them. So I was like, why wouldn't that work here? <laughs> you know, it's totally a different industry, and artists in general, you know, are kind of reserved people, uh, you know, and it's it's a close, it's not a closed community, but you know, it's definitely a um, it's definitely a, only if you've got something in common. They're not like super welcoming to a lot of strangers to know. take rejection as a boon is a very important skill i remember watching sylvester stallone's interview mm -hmm. when he was talking that he lived in that crappy apartment and he didn't have enough money for dog food and he didn't mm -hmm. have money for himself but he wrote the screenplay for rocky and they oh, were, he wrote that yeah yeah he did not realize that he, he wrote the screenplay <laughs> but he wrote real he decided he will have to play and so they offered him uh, $100,000, just go away, just sell us your script, and we pay $100,000 on leave. top, yeah. and then 200000 and then it went up to 250000 wow. and I don't remember exactly the number with it, it went pretty high, mm -hmm. and he is living in, in very poor circumstances, mm -hmm. but he, he decided, he said, you know what, I'm not going to sell my dream, I'm just going to yeah. go take it all the way, and eventually he found somebody who took him, and he was the main character, and mm -hmm. he was the screen uh, and of course, it was it got uh, Academy Award that year. Mm -hmm. So there is a time where you, and th but before that, there was so many rejections, like rejection yeah. after rejection after rejection, and it became for me because I, I like to figure out stories and movies and and mm -hmm. um, businesses. And every time you listen to the story, there is always will be a period where there will be a lot of rejections. Yeah. And if you uh, if you understand that you're not a victim, that is just yeah. a feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I don't call it failure. Sure. I call it feedback. Mm -hmm. And you continue to push forward, improve yeah. your improve mm -hmm. your craft, improve your skill, or at the same time find another way. Yeah. And that's what I see you've done. You improved your yeah. skill. Yeah. And then building on that 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 idea. So like after that, like after I came to the realization that this isn't gonna happen, I kind I went into a pretty kind of depressed stage, and I just <laughs> I I, I uh, you know I was still working at Woodsheds at the time. It's really changed uh, my my view of working at Woodsheds and doing construction still. But it was like, to me, it was the worst thing that could happen, you know. Um, it was it was not what I wanted from my life. And, but, and I didn't see it as, I said, I saw it as like a dead end and not as a, 
as a as a stepping stone. A stepping stone. Yeah. So did you uh -huh. see yourself as a failure? Yeah, totally. Uh huh. Oh. And I hated that about about like this stage of my life. <laughs> but you know, in my spare time, getting back to your questions, I I um I took what I had and I reworked the whole book, at least this first issue. I did. It, I went through it like. Um, two full times and then one half time before I was before I did the final version that I have today. Wait, you try to tell me that this wasn't like a weekend that you just sit down yeah. and drew everything <laughs> uh -huh. and just kind of put it together? Right. Uh -huh. So, how, so yeah. how, what's the total journey from the conception where just the first idea of this showed up to the time right now we see it actually in print? And, mm -hmm. and how much affected Dimitri? Like, yeah, how much did he affect? <laughs> uh -huh, for sure. I, Guys, <laughs> stop that. All right. I, I was just a, I was a silent observer once in a while encouraging and I gotta, him. I really got to... He, he willed it. I really have to shout out to... I have nothing um, to do with it. To the people who helped me do this book, because that was a good point, too, is that realizing I couldn't do it all by myself. Uh, I have to shout out to John Keithley and Shanae Lavelle, um, See, this is the people. I'm yeah, sure they're they're the the publishers at Mystery House Comics. They have been awesome to me and uh, helped me so much. They're the, some of the you know, they're really the heart. I feel like of this Boise comic book community. It's here um, in Boise. Yeah, here this in is Boise. Great. Yeah, uh huh. For, for sure. For some reason, I always thought of publishing comic books would be no, either yeah. Los Angeles or New York. Well, yeah, that's because yeah, the, the, some of the main companies there, but you mm -hmm. know. These guys are really pouring their heart and soul into yeah. these comics, and they're doing, you know, they've got their six by six, which is they get six artists and six writers from the Treasure Valley, like from Ontario to like Twin Falls. And, you know, they try to give these people the opportunity to show their stuff. How did you connect it with them? Um, I searched you were comic to book, go... I searched comic book publishers in Idaho, and it was like that week he had. Um, it was like three years ago, but that week he had posted something about his six by six. Let's, let, let's rewind. So okay. you're trying to apply that place in Boise's, what we're doing in Portland, what's the name of it? It was Periscope, uh, Periscope at the time, now it's Helioscope. Okay, and then they rejected you, mm -hmm. and then there was a time in between you, you reached out to someone here. In right, the uh -huh. How long was the time between those? They told you go away to the place uh, you you decide you know what my dream is worth probably it. six months uh -huh. Oh, that's a serious depression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's actually you more know, efficient I, than a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, uh, on okay. So uh, <laughs> uh, the the timeline of things for me is a little screwy because in in a in a period here because I had I had finished this book and we um and um I had had my color colorist start coloring it and I actually released it for the first time online back in 2015 i think yeah 2015 mm -hmm. while i was uh, away on a mission trip oh yeah uh-huh so we they we they um they like facilitated the release online while i was away on my mission trip what was feedback the feedback of that uh people who took the time to read it liked it but you know it's it's funny um uh, it was what John said this to me, but it's like when people ask, "Is it online?" They're not asking. They're not saying they would buy it online. They're asking, "Is it a digital?" Oh, <laughs> just just is it that way? <laughs> so it was funny. It didn't sell terribly well um, at first, just online. But for the people who like cared to support me, like my friends and my family, mm -hmm. they're like, "Where is it?" Yeah, I'll pay two bucks to read it on my phone for a couple seconds, and then they had it for. They guess it's just a file on their phone for who knows how long. Is it long. still available right now? Yeah, it's available. Um, Is uh, it was was rebooted because of this, or it's still in original format? It's still it's still uh, in its original format. Um, that and the second issue actually are both online at mysteryhousecomics.com. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you guys are uh, want to check out um, what I've done so far with the with the story, those two issues are still out, and we're hoping to get the third one. Uh, I mean. Sometime around uh, mid-April. Um, this and, April. Yeah, for the third one. Um, that's kind of what I've been talking to my to my colorist about, and um, and uh, I don't want to get into too much because there's a little, there's been um, I, there's some communication I still have to do. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get the third one done pretty soon here too. Mm -hmm. So. That's great. The whole project, you said there will be six-part series? It's eight-part series. Eight-part series. Yeah. 
So right now, what's the how long is gonna take for you to release all eight parts? So I mean, and, and the schedule I'm going maybe um, maybe another year and a half, um, do working part time, going to school part time, and then doing this in my spare time. So it's I mean it, it's 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 not um, it's all a hobby right mm -hmm. now. So it, I, I give it hobby time. <laughs> okay. So, but it, it, it'll take a little while to get those other ones out. We're experiencing some of the same yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, for us, we just started recently this podcast. Right. And we, uh -huh. our first podcast, for those of you that decide to plow through it, is, is the quality is just horrendous because we are in a restaurant at first then we actually get kicked yeah. out of the restaurant. Oh, really? Yes, there's a truck parks right by uh -huh. us. So there's... but it's a uh, diesel truck. It's a like, diesel truck yeah. out, out of all the... But what was the restaurant? Uh, just at the co-op place. The co-op. Little, little place I'll have to, I have to ask him about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was there guys in here recently? <laughs> uh, well, the, but the idea, we, we talked with um, Nathan for a while. We, every time we get together, we have conversations that are thought-provoking for both of us mm -hmm. and we decide why not let others on our conversations really it's it's that simple yeah, American cool. Grey Matters just to we to, always go deep yes every time we talk <laughs> there is many rabbit holes I noticed and we try to go see how far it takes most of the times we never rabbit get holes, to the end of it black holes <laughs> all kinds of uh, physics yeah and science and um when we when we figure we, we decide you know what screw it just do it that's and our motto that's why yeah. we look for people who think yeah. the same way well actually that's really cool actually it's the motto of uh, virgin founder um virgin sir mobile branson sir branson yes, sir richard branson oh, wow. okay. that was his screw it, just do it and I'm then i'm pretty I, close to him I, yeah i think yep, we're that's similar his that's thing. cool and then i was he, i was introduced to that motto by alex pettit uh, who is a marketing guy from uh, from England? Who introduced? Uh, I was introduced to Periscope through him, and so he he mentioned a few times. And he, that's what he said. He said, you know, if you see an opportunity, just like you said, take first step. The worst case scenario, feedback will be so overwhelming that it's you will figure out that it's not for you. But most of the times, you can you can continue walking, and so that's and another thing also is um, Seth Godin. Uh, he wrote a book uh, going. Uh, going through the going to the deep and the whole idea is that you start something it's interesting that we're going through right now yeah. and then there is a there is a really deep valley mm -hmm. and most people quit there but once you get through the valley when you come mm -hmm. out on the other side there yeah. is a sunshine and you actually you made it mm -hmm. and so it looks like you already had you going through yeah, the uh -huh. valley you, you had your first <laughs> I've had my I've had my first experiences with the valley of the shadow of death yeah for sure well we is, some as a that is a euphemism from the story of Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> yes, correct. So for us, we we still it's ahead of us. So mm -hmm. we'll see how we're gonna take it. Yeah, for now, we are in in a uh, beginning stages. So everything is new and interesting. We're improving technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're introducing now video. We've got some yeah. good guests. Yes. Yeah, I'm really. Including. I mean, are you are, <laughs> thanks, are you guested, are you listening to our podcast? I listened to the first one and then part of the second one. Um, I'm gonna. I'll start listening to more, more, more regularly for sure. But it's it's good. Um, it's good for me to listen to them while I'm at work. Like say I'm on a roof, mm -hmm. um, roofing. I'll put. I'll pop that in. It'll be an hour. I'll be listening to a podcast. I like the Ben Shapiro show and and you know whatever else comes well, along. For we, sure. we appreciate that. We're gonna try to put out on Mondays. So okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. We're working. Can, yep. can yep. listen. We're working. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll be sure to tune in regularly. That's the least I could do. <laughs> so back back to you. So you say it's a hobby right now. So when you say hobby, I mean, how many? What's your? You do one hour a day, or you just do weekends? How do you schedule that? I so um, I do it. Um, generally, that means I have time for it on the weekends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh, if I if I finish like my homework and stuff on time. Um, and I have got like an hour at the end of the day. Um, I'll, I, I usually play a video game. <laughs> so that's part of my problem is I make the wrong choice. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but um, when I get, when I do get in that zone and um, it's funny because once you start, it's like, it's like you're rolling downhill. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just work, I'll do like two or three pages, you know. And how, how long does it take? So um, one full page, 
it's hard to say because like the way I work is I draw I, I do like a block out um, which is you know real loose sketching of objects and shapes mm -hmm. and lighting and then um, so I'll have that and then I'll set that aside and then I'll be looking at it through the week as I wake up in the morning I'll look look at it and I'll kind of be looking at it as I go about my day and then mm -hmm. when I do get to sit down in the evening to do these things um, and then it'll take me maybe an hour to do the penciling and then I'll be done with it for the day and I'll set it aside. And then at the weekend, I'll just work through some of those inks. Because I still work traditional medium, which you can take a look at that book if you want to. Or the, the big portfolio one. It's got a bunch of the... Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. just I just brought it because I thought it might be interesting. Holy but, cow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... This is... That's the cover for... Is this by hand? This is all by hand, which is Whoa. interesting. People have been... Uh, a couple of my friends of mine have been uh, really... Um, getting into the digital stuff but for some reason i just i don't understand it quite so well and i just i like the feeling of um maybe it's because of my construction mm. like experience but i like the feeling of having uh like a physical thing in my hand and also having like ink on my fingers this is, you know? <laughs> it's, this, this is interesting yeah I, I don't know what it is but I, I i like having that physical piece of paper so so what's in the future do you think it will continue to be your part-time gig or do you are you in you aspiring to become a, a full-time graphic novel um, writer or what, what my aspirations yes 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 is there, is there a big vision out there or how because you you went through some lessons that right now i'm sure it influences yeah, uh -huh. how you project into the future for so for me um regardless of what it is uh for right i'm doing it for my own satisfaction Right that's now, the best way to do it. That's the best you know, way to do it. I, I, I mean, that's the way J.R. Tolkien wrote his masterpiece of the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and all that stuff. You know, he, I can't remember the quote exactly, but he, he basically said that I don't, I'm not like, because he had a ton of unfinished work and he said, I wrote this all for my own enjoyment. You know, there's a ton of uh, post mortem published works of J.R. Tolkien mm -hmm. about like, all sorts of histories that he made up in his head. So it's it's a very interesting point. For I, me, I mean, if someone were, I mean, the more stuff I put out, the more likely someone is to like recognize that. And if someone likes the style of my art, you know, I'd be willing. And they're you know, not psycho, then I'd be willing to do some business with them. But that's kind of my hope, and that's like my long term goal. But for now, it's just I'm doing the story that I feel led to yeah. tell. I noticed that too um, because. When, when they look at geniuses, when you really take the whole body of work, it's not that genius, actually, or if you take it on average. But they just put out so much content yeah. that, that above that, there are certain things that are just amazing. Mm -hmm. Mozart wrote so many things. I mean, Michael uh, Jordan said the same thing. It's not that I uh, miss less hoops than uh, other game players. I just throw much more. And so huh. on every, you come out That's and really so it's the same thing and if you do it for enjoyment there are some people that are good at something but they're not passionate about it mm. you know like somebody who's really good with numbers but they they're not going to be accountant they want to be a they want to be a comic a book writer or yeah, ballerina. ballerina yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and there are some other people that have huge passion for a certain area but mm. they have no skills or really mediocre yeah, skills and, uh, it's like yeah and uh, it's not unfortunately but surprisingly to me those are the people that get the work, you know, because it's it's like, it's, it, people are looking for uh, steadiness or mm -hmm. like punctuality or like, like doesn't matter how good this like my book is if I'm not like regularly putting stuff out, people are gonna lose interest, you know. Exactly, mm -hmm. out of sight, out of mind, and there's mm -hmm. certain kind of people that are passionate about the subject and they're also skillful at that, and those people together, that's mm -hmm. people that really excel. In, in what they yeah. do. Mm -hmm. And uh, many times, and we, we had those discussions here on this podcast and we'll continue to have this discussion. It takes courage for all three types of people. Mm -hmm. And I personally think if you're passionate about something but you don't have the skills, the movie Rudy comes to mind. He was just <laughs> yeah. no skills, but he was so passionate. And I think he did the right thing that he just went after his, after his passion. And there are some other people that just do a good, good solid work, but they're not passionate about it. And so it takes courage to do that as well. 
But I think it takes tremendous courage as well when you're good at something, you're passionate about the same thing. It's like what you said, is to be consistently giving out maximum output. Because yeah. you're so good and you're passionate about it, many times you would be tempted to just take it easy because you're so good. You look at the, pl <laughs> yeah. you look at the playing field uh -huh. and I'm thinking like, I'll just give 10% extra and I'll be above average. But it's the idea to say you're competing against yourself. Yeah. So how do you encourage yourself? Are you looking at other works and you like have some other authors that you are shooting to kind of become as them? Or you're looking at the people that are below you and say, okay, yeah. I'm so much better. Or you're competing against yourself. What kind of frame of thought do you have? Uh, yeah, so both of those those first two are slippery slopes that I've experienced with. Like, there's times where um, I've been like just comparing, like there's artists. I love uh, some artists like I, I love um, Sean Gordon Murphy. Uh, he's a, a really, really talented comic book artist out of New York. And like this guy, Greg Tuckini. He's got this really cool watercolor style, um, very loose, sketchy, uh, very kind of European um, high art kind of stuff. But um, so I really like those artists. But when I start comparing myself to them, I get really discouraged about what I do, you know, and, and it's good to admire their work. But at some point, I do the best I can, regardless of how I feel like I measure up against theirs. But then there's also, you know, that thing about thinking that you're better than everybody else. And that's the first, the first stumbling block that I, you know, fell on, thinking that I kind of deserved what <laughs> I didn't deserve. So for me to, to, to push myself as far as arts, uh, artwork goes, um, you know, it's, it's almost, I don't know, uh, for me, it's um, kind of just the inner, the, inner, um, the inner voice that tells me that it's like, this is uh this is your best work and uh be, this is something to be proud of like this song you know? like the song from the rocky it's you against you kind of yeah so i guess you could say that uh huh if if i do a piece and i am highly dissatisfied with it by my own standards you know um that's pretty a pretty good uh, indicator for me to like start over cuz that's what one thing you got to be willing to do too is like pour 3 hours into this page look at it say it's a uh, a pile of bullcrap and and throw it out and start again but with that do you throw it out or do you keep it so um for an art i usually will throw it out if i if i'm like halfway done and i realize mm, okay. none of the none of the framing is right none of the light sources are are guiding the the reader's eye through the page um which is really interesting specific to comic books and uh is that like the idea that lighting um I did, I did, um, I had a lot to learn in this first one for sure, but the idea that, you know, your eye is drawn to the bright areas. Like I'm Correct. drawn to this. Right, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to, the idea is that, like, successively the way, especially since we're uh, English readers read from left to right, you'll start in the top left-hand corner always, you mm. know, and as long as your eye is... Gotcha. Being drawn to the bright places in the successive and correct order, so people aren't accidentally going to like the word bubble. Yeah, uh, three, three, page, three panels before they're supposed to read it. At least at the beginning of a thought, right? Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, um, if I realize that not, that's not working out, you know, I have to, I have to, you know, um, battle with my, my, my pride there, <laughs> and uh, of of whether or not I put too much time into it, you know, and, and just suck it up and kind of do it again. So I've so, never really thought of it in that, um, in that, in those, that frame of like, I'm battling against myself. Like I'm my own worst enemy. It's always been just like a humility thing for mm. me. Not, not, not to, not to be so attached to what I have, have done in front of me that I'm not willing to scrap it and, do something that I know is better and that mm. my heart will tell me is good. See, I've always yeah. felt like I deserve to be a world famous yeah. podcaster, <laughs> uh -huh. television personality. Uh huh. <laughs> and you might be just I'm tomorrow. Just <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I, I more believe in certain circumstances. If you, um, I don't know if it's true, I have never checked, but the sign for the danger and opportunity in Chinese is the same sign. Interesting. It, I have to double check though. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, so, the idea that everything needs to converge together. Yeah. So my job is to prepare the best for 
whatever I'm gonna face in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is, for me, I, I focus on that because yeah. I can't change circumstances and I can't change the environment. And there will be times when somebody else will get the thing or the place or the sale that I deserve. Uh, I think I des maybe I think it deserves. So, so to come to the place, well, this is what it happens. So let's prepare for the next one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has kind of really helped me. Uh, and going into that, Robert Kiyosaki, which uh, I like him a lot because he kind of introduced me to the world of investing and, yeah. and creating my own lifestyle, creating my own life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he was asked you know, about his book. And the person was kind of mocking him because he's, he's writing very simple language. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, look, I'm not the best writing after I'm a best-selling author <laughs> and so yeah, uh -huh. for you uh, in this in this economy if you're entrepreneur and basically you're in a way entrepreneur are you do you have the skills to really move this project towards masses or you can outsource it how do you see yourself because it, no matter either you have to have this or those skills mm -hmm. or you have to hire somebody else to have those skills because in this yeah. economy uh, this is not really a job. This is a entrepreneur entrepreneurship, right? It's a yeah. it's an adventure. How an adventure. how do you see that? And did you think about that? Uh, I thought about that. You're, so you're so you're kind of asking how how do I, am I going to make this more successful? What's um, what, what do you see? Well, how do you how do you get it to the masses? In this yeah. world right now, everything is how many eyeballs to see that? Right. How many people click on it? How many people buy I mean, it? So, so for me, it's I uh, it's um, if it's the right circumstance. And the right situation I have to be unabashedly self-promoting almost you know uh, so and I try to keep copies of it with me wherever I'm going and that's something I'm getting used to so that like if it comes up in conversation you know um, I'm like hey I've done this uh, it's four bucks <laughs> you know uh -huh. but uh, I mean I and then I'm learning this how's the weather yeah exactly <laughs> I'm learning this for sure, and I'm, I'm again. I'm really grateful to John and Shanae and and, uh, and my colorist too. Um, they give me great advice, and they always have great ideas. And it's really helpful to be like kind of on a team of people who've been willing to like get behind the project and and sell it. And like so, um, I mean, I take first time just this last weekend we went to the Ontario Comic Con, which is the first time we ever had that in print. Oh, so you're hustling. That's not. It's not hustling. No, it's no, like that, the home and garden no, no, show. Wait, hustling. It's it's a good word right okay, now. It's, I'm okay, okay. I guess so. It means, no, I'm it not, means working hard. Okay. Taking, not, taking so for me, hustling. Opportunity. For me, hustling means pretending that you're <laughs> no, not good no, no, and no, then no. screwing somebody out of their money <laughs> by like blowing them out of the water, especially at pool. That's interesting. Yeah, uh -huh. I actually don't like what hustling myself, but that's when I when I read right now online. Okay. All the entrepreneurs they're always talking about hustle, so, hustle, hustle, having the hustle, hustle, having the hustle. Yeah. When it's an actual noun. Exactly. Yeah, hustling as as in uh, working quickly and for long hours, hu not hustling as in cheating. Somebody. Correct, correct. <laughs> Taking every opportunity, yeah, no. every advantage. Okay, it is really... a buzzword now, and I know it what is. You mean. It yeah. is a huge word. I, I personally don't like it for the same reason because uh, when I uh, learned about word, I, I, because I wasn't born here, I have to double check what it means. Yeah. And I came uh -huh. across the uh, the movie Hustler, uh, the, uh, for the. Um, was that that one recently with Mark Wahlberg? No, no, it's the, the oh. original one. Oh, uh, okay. The original one. And uh, so that's about the pool player who is basically, like I said, hustling. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, uh -huh. what the? So for me, working hard, I guess working hard is out of the... the it kind of means you have an edge. Mm -hmm. Like you're on top of the game. True, yeah. true. It's like, you, like I said, you, you take or, advantage, yeah, you have my, opportunity, uh -huh. and you, you go the extra mile. You know, right. that's basically what it means right now. What I, the reason, so my context for that word is there was a TV show called Drake and Josh as a kid. It's like Nickelodeon teen show. Mm -hmm. And they were hustling people in that show, um, but not the funny. hustle. But then there's that other context where, like, my mom as a kid would tell me to hustle up, okay, which is, which is means you know, get your stuff and get ready to go out the door. So yeah. that's that's more. So are you hustling uh -huh. up? Yeah, hustling up. Uh huh. Something like that. Uh -huh. So you went to the um, to the show, and how did it go? It did pretty pretty good. I mean, we. Uh, Sold nine copies at the show, which is pretty good. This is us. very good. Uh huh. And so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then it's just a matter of getting it out to the right people. I took some to the co local comic shop. I've got them set up there. So, it's it's about getting people. Have you tried to Costco? See it? Costco? Yeah, I oh, saw. I, have not I saw. I saw. Yeah, Arthur's 
once uh, once in a while they're sitting there signing their books and selling uh-huh. their books. I've been interested in that, and there's a couple opportunities coming up. Like I guess there's a free comic book day that comes around every year, and some guys will go down if they're local to the, the local comic shop and set up a booth just to do just to do PR. Because I mean, like the the point at this point, it's about getting people interested because they'll see this and there's a thousand other books on the shelf how about million yeah a million other books and you know pretty much the only way that i've found that i can really get this is by talking to people telling them and like it's really a personal connection almost is the only way like uh that i can really sell like sell that to somebody well the thing is right now in a way this is more of a token rather than the product mm-hmm. so you have to be, figure out a way how you brand yourself yeah and brand uh-huh. the product let's let's talk about that quickly so we, so with this product here is your elevator speech what you do how do you usually explain that so people say oh i want to get that so here's your chance oh yeah so uh, kingdom of freedom is um an adaptation of an old book called pilgrim's progress and it's the story of this guy's journey through like a broken and uh post-apocalyptic world you know uh-huh so, so what's the what's the like a special edge of this story that would make them this want to read it today uh, well, uh so okay uh this is this is good practice um it's a graphic novel right it is, uh-huh. a, graphic it is novel. a graphic novel okay, but not to it's only the, read so to, yeah to, so this is it's an old experience it it's an old allegory but what i've done is i've taken it out of that old English sort of environment, I brought it forward and I put it in like a Mad Max world oh, to wow. play up the dark, gritty nature Down of the, the world. Down yeah, the so basically, Down the uh-huh, the, I mean, if you read the old book, it's a very dark story um, with a lot of hidden meaning. I mean, almost, sometimes it's hidden, sometimes it's really on the nose, like the guy's name, like he goes to the town of morality to try to be a better person, you know? And that's like really hilariously mm-hmm. on the nose. But it's taking, so I'm taking all of this, you know, and it's got a certain, it's got that aesthetic of, um, of like 16th century England wrapped up in it. And so I'm taking that and giving it a, a junk punk flair. Okay. Uh-huh. And like we talked about, important to, to be, like you said, almost I'm a bachelor self-promoting. Uh, Joseph Bradshaw, what's so special about so people can follow you and, and, how, can, <laughs> and how can they find you? Is there a oh, special... Man. Social uh-huh. media that you prefer, how can they connect with you if yeah, they want to, okay. and where they can find you? So you can find me, um, uh, you can find the book, Kingdom of Freedom, just type in the, uh, the page Kingdom of Freedom on Facebook. Um, you can check out um, nice. links there. Um, hustling up. Yeah, to the, to the website, Mystery House, and also some you know, promotional material there. Um, uh, you can also find me uh, at The Art of Joseph Bradshaw on Facebook. And also josephbratcha.net is my website. Mm-hmm. Any social we'll, media We'll put channels? links on the YouTube. Yeah, and then yeah I've got a couple social. So I've got uh, also Instagram at what's a Shaw. Yeah. What's, what's a Shaw? What's a Shaw? <laughs> I've always wanted to explain this. Nobody ever asks me what Please it is. Please explain. Yeah. So have you ever seen the movie Open Season? Yes. Yes. So uh, that's, the, that's the crazy deer, right? The, the crazy deer, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. okay, I remember that one. So... Uh, the, there's a there um i can't remember the context but they're looking for something called a shaw okay or i don't know oh well so no i can't remember it was some guy's name was shaw and they're like we're looking for shaw and the guy says what's a shaw okay <laughs> and like i don't know i i can't remember the exact Somehow context yeah but for some reason the the hunter he's like what's a shaw what's my, a and shot? i've always wondered that myself because <laughs> i'm a brad shaw and isn't it like in a carriage or something you push? Maybe. Oh, you might have just ruined everything for me. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's uh, That's not really mm-hmm. for me. Well, uh, we really appreciate you yeah, coming as a guest. And I feel thanks, obligated to shake your hand also. Oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh-huh. He did it. He made it look cool. I had to follow him. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is it. Yeah. Um, and... Any, usually we try to do um, kind of like some kind of a question that people can ponder about or some kind of call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's been coming through your mind lately? Is there something that uh, doesn't even have to be connected to, um, to your project, uh, but I would like for you to connect it to yeah. millennials. Is there something that you want to throw out there that they can think about or kind of um, you know, yeah. talk about? I, uh, actually, I think I, I would say tell the truth. <laughs> 
because um, Ele- I've been listening. Please. Yeah, I've been listening a lot to um, Jordan B. Peterson. He's a psych- professor oh, a pro- of psychology at the University of Toronto. Correct. Um, he was he was on the hot water recently for. Oh, he's all oh. yeah. Uh huh. Again, is he's, <laughs> he's um you know. Whoever's listening out there, I don't know what your political views and stuff are, but he's got some really good points about, um, and he's the guy that got me interested in that. I was talking with you earlier this week about the Gulag Archipelago. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, so I started reading that at his recommendation. And I was born, I was born where Gulag was. Yeah. Siberia. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I was asking him about that, you know, because this, this is really fascinating. And, and you know, and the, the way he explains it and the way I understand it is, like, the difference here between you know these um totalitarian societies that pop up in these communist countries is you know socialist socialist i'll 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 say that thank you <laughs> uh-huh is um and the ability pro socialist just saying right <laughs> exactly like pro 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 socialist against the socialists yeah, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. yeah but he said, but he's um, he kind of draws the line at the ability of a of a population to tell the truth, basically, you know, of of you to be truthful with yourself and towards other people, you know, and uh, I, I agree with that. Holding uh, holding truth as a as like one of the highest values, you know. I, so, I agree hundred percent. It's one. I of feel the like things... I'm butchering the idea, but <laughs> no, no, it's it's. But that's what it's mean. That's kind of what it means to me right now, at least. I think uh-huh. truth is being replaced by this concept of fairness, uh-huh. yeah, or, or uh-huh. political correctness. Yes, mm-hmm. which or, is or basically, and, and not being afraid to tell the truth, because that's that's because people are like, yeah, tell the truth, like whatever, that's a good thing, until it's like, until it's detrimental, you know, until mm-hmm. it costs you something, uh huh, and that's important. To okay, me. so. Tell the truth. Think about. Let's think about how can we tell the truth in all circumstances and why it's important to tell the truth in all circumstances. So this is this is very deep from a millennial. We're still talking to millennials. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, and not only to millennials. <laughs> Bernie's not going to save you. Sorry. My coworker. Say. My coworker. He's a good guy, but he's a he's a Bernie supporter. Are you about, <laughs> not Tyler. Yeah, he, Tyler. No way. He was. I know. He's funny. He's like. Uh, he, thought, he's a good I, I guy. He he's a, got what, what this weed guy. Uh, oh, the, Aaron. He, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so my career. Because they were running. I, I voted for him. What his name? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Give oh, Jones, Aaron Jones. So, no, yeah. yeah. Before before Bernie dropped out. For so for like for Tyler's and I think a lot of many millennials, it's not about like the policy and the actual effects oh, okay. of okay, the socialism. It. It's about you know. Free college. Yeah, kind of. It's very, it's very base. Unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like it's very, it's very simple thinking. It's like, does it benefit me? Okay, yeah. <laughs> like no, no long term effects. No long term effects, and that's the thing. Uh, as someone who grew up under socialist system, where we had everything Bernie wants, we had we had equality of income, we had free child cares, free education, free high education, mm-hmm. uh, and many other things that he is requesting. I can tell you that it, it is horrible because once everyone gets it, no one actually gets it. So there'll be people that'll figure out the system and they'll be getting more of it anyways and the rest of the population will get crumbs of the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. The individual freedom, and yes. which comes from telling the truth because that's where the freedom comes from. Yeah. Um, it is very important. Being so here it is. allowed to even tell the truth. Well, we allow it, but if we censor ourselves, Mm-hmm. That's oh, what's yeah. gonna happen. Right, right, yeah. So, and that's what happened so in the Soviet Union at, yeah. in the beginning. You have to understand that's a that's an ironic thing about Soviet Union. In the Constitution, everything was allowed. There was a freedom of speech. In the in, in the, the Constitution. In constitution. Yep. Of there the was USSR. a religious. There was re- a you lot can of check this it. Surprise me. Yeah, religious wow. freedom was in the Constitution. It's basically wow. the same things that are going on here. Yep. It's just peer pressure. Exactly. Like people, wow. You don't speak because. People are gonna say that you're now. Of course, there was so a. Bu- that. That's of, really interesting. Of course, wow. there was a bureaucracy that uh, that yeah. instilled some something else. But if you, that's why Soviet Union could always put it up when the United States say, "Well, you don't have freedom of speech." Like, yes, we do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on paper, but yeah. you don't have it in real life. Come visit, and what happens? Like I said, not telling the truth. When you come to Moscow, there was a special church, Baptist church that they took all the presidents to. I mean. Congregation was wow, from KGB agents, and the yeah. pastor was KGB agent. But it looked like everything is cool. Looked like a, looked like a I think North church. Korea. On that's exactly the same. Freedom of religion yep. or something like that. Yep, in all club. The North, yeah, they, they don't. don't. 
the, de- the Democratic Republic of North Korea has a website. Yes. That's, that's and a so Twitter advanced. account. And a Twitter and, account. In what English. do they say? <laughs> In English? <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's a, that's a really cheat. It's like so funny. Yeah, but the whole idea is like you can have whatever you have on paper, and uh, this is the what you talk about the truth, and the same thing about constitution. Yes, we have the constitution, we have the Bill of Rights in America, but if no one values that, if no one really stands up for it, if no one tells the truth, say, look, guys, this is this is not what it is. It's all gonna be just paper. Yeah. Eventually, they're gonna they're gonna wrap around laws and create a bureaucracy that will, will still say, hey, this is still this is still how it is. And yeah. you just don't understand. And if you don't understand, shut up and go to Gulag. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. So, uh-huh. American Grey Matter, we started with comic books and ended up with socialism, as usual. Classic. <laughs> you can tell what's on Dimitri's mind. Yeah, uh-huh, for uh, sure. Yeah. That's well, okay. No, I, just love, I just love our country so much. I, I don't yeah. want it to go that direction. It's... Mm-hmm. Me neither. We'll yeah. stand with you. So, <laughs> we had a great interview, Nathan, right? I appreciate you guys having me on. This is a lot of fun. I'd love to do it anytime you guys need a filler. Okay. We'll, 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 keep, you, we'll keep you on the back burner. Okay, okay. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, awesome. Well, Thanks, Dimitri. Time. Thanks, Nathan. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>